Welcome to an inspirational message recorded live at Little Falls Christian Center. Father, truly tonight, we want to say you are more than enough. Jehovah Jireh, our provider. Lord, we will never lack any good thing. Tonight, we ask you, by your Spirit, lead the way in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Ben. Bless the Lord God Almighty. Welcome to Little Falls Christian Center. All these precious faces. Praise God. Tonight, it's all about grace. It's all about grace. I do realize that every single person here, the one thing that brought you here is grace. The one thing that sustains you is grace. The number one thing that empowers a life devoted to Jesus Christ is grace. So tonight it's all about grace. And I've got some good news and some bad news. The grace of God is still working. It is still the same yesterday, today, and forever. And this grace, this power, this majestic power of God will never go away from this planet. God has created this place and He's got grace for this place. So here's the bad news. It's not your bad news. It's the devil's bad news. He cannot stand grace. He's got no answer for grace. He doesn't know how to attack you, to do anything against you, because the moment the word grace comes up, the power of God becomes manifest in our midst. It's all about grace. And we live by grace. We move by grace. Without His grace, nothing would exist that exists. Nothing would exist. It's because of His grace that we can just have peace. So if you don't have peace tonight, there'll be grace for that. Amen. Why is it so important to understand grace? Why is it so important? We live in a world where there's a lot of condemnation, a lot of hatred, there's a lot of failure. There's a lot of performance-driven Christianity. There's a lot of discouragement. There's a lot of that stuff. But the grace of God will empower a person to have a meaningful future. Because of His grace, we have a future. You've got to understand it. You've got to understand what grace is all about. But tonight, it's not basically about me giving a, a proper lesson so that you, I know this church, they actually do understand grace. 
that I do understand. <laughs> There's a lot of Bible school students here. How many of you actually went through Bible school? <laughs> Look at all these hands. So may the grace of God teach you further. Amen. You know, and there's the opposite of grace. There's basically those who judge others by their performance. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. You don't know what any person goes through. <laughs> we don't know what the person next to you have experienced this week. So what grace does, it softens you up. It tells you you're in need of more of grace. And then the, the other side of the coin is the people that's got license to sin. That's the other side. I'm safe, so I can do what I want. Hey, that's dangerous, very dangerous. Just mentioned the name Ananias and Sapphira. You know, Sapphira. You never want to play with sin. Amen. So if I were to ask you, what is grace to you? I know I could call upon any person. They would immediately tell me, it's unmerited favor. That's the answer we know. Unmerited favor. I'm highly favored. I'm blessed. I stand in the power of God because I'm so blessed, which is absolutely true. But how about divine enablement? To be divinely enabled to tackle things, to go through things. Are you divinely enabled? That's why we have the Holy Spirit, because we are divinely enabled to be more, to do more. It's only by grace that we are saved. You see, grace is, this is what grace is. Grace is unmerited favor, but it does divinely. That's the thing it does. Grace divinely enables you to go over anything. There's nothing that can stand in the way of God's grace. Amen. So I have put some things down here. You know, when you open yourself up, then the Holy Spirit talks to you. And what a powerful week I have had in God's Word. It is when your body, your soul, and your spirit experiences the person and character of Jesus Christ. It's not a set of rules. If you live with a set of rules, you haven't experienced the person and the character of Jesus Christ. Once you experience his character, it changes you on the inside. And we actually, we all start, start at a bad point. You know, when we, when we get saved, we, are, we, we get saved. How many of you, the day I got saved, still till today, 30 years ago, I still felt the divinely enablement, the power of God coming over me, and then suddenly something happened. I felt the joy of the Lord for the first time in my life. This joy that carries you, 
this love. And I wondered why, you know, why after a time that it started fading. It started slowly but surely fading up to the point where, Lord, what is this now? Why don't I feel you anymore? And then the Lord said to me, the just shall live by faith. That's it. Give the Lord a good praise offering for that. So grace truly is love in action. Love on steroids. <laughs> That's when the power of God hits you truly. Yeah, in the gut, when it, when it comes to you. You can never be the same again. After you've met Jesus, how, do, how, how does any person stay the same? You cannot. When you've got a meeting with him, everything is supposed to change. All of it. Spirit, soul, and body. All of it change. So, so here's the thing that I experienced. And I know probably most of you did as well. There was an immediate lifting and an immediate coming down. Immediately at salvation, there's a lifting when grace hits you, a lifting where sin is removed. See, that's where the feeling came from. <laughs> I've never experienced what it feels to be sinless. Although I'm a sinner who does sin, but how at that point, what it feels like to be sinless, right at the point of salvation, when the transference happened, when the, the sin was lifted and the righteousness was transferred. It's the most powerful experience any person could ever experience. That is why you are either saved or you are not. There's no in-between. There's either I'm truly committing my life to Jesus or I'm unsaved. Do you understand? That's quite powerful. I, I tell people, look at people the way Jesus sees them, saved or unsaved. And when a person is unsaved, what do they need? They need the grace of God. How's the grace of God transferred? The grace of God is transferred by speech. When you speak, when you touch, when you love, immediately the power goes. That righteousness that you received, it goes to that person. So we need to understand what righteousness is. Grace, I've changed it today. We know that it's God's riches at Christ's expense. Is that correct? Yes. It's God's righteousness at Christ's expense. Without the transference of his righteousness, what we call the imputation, when it's imputed to you, it's where, in accounting terms, it's basically where credit is basically transferred. So it's a, a minus and a plus. But the minus comes first and then the plus comes in. And when that happens, whoo, 
Het is lekker om gered te wees. It's the most wonderful thing to be saved. And Satan cannot stand a joyous, happy Christian. He's got no answer for that. He's got no answer when he sees the grace working in your life. That is why the, we have to change. You cannot stay the same. And that is where grace helps all of us. Amen. I cannot believe I have another couple of minutes left. In the spirit, for those computer technology, it's where there's a handshake in the spirit. You know, when two computers handshake, you know that. They handshake, then they communicate, then they transfer. There's files going. If there's no handshake in the spirit, there's no acknowledgement. When there's no acknowledgement, there's nothing transferred. Grace is transferred when there's a handshake with God in the spirit. Then the files start transferring to you. And once the files come, you have to see what comes from the spirit by, to be tested by the word of God. Bible school is inevitable. You've got to test what you know. Do you know how many times through the years, actually, when we sow in the spirit with Pastor Harold, he would get to church on Sundays and the file is already transferred. We just confirm what Pastor Harold preaches. Yes, the Lord gave us that, 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 that. Do you know how powerful that is? How wonderful it is to be in the spirit and there's a handshake with God. But I want to move a little bit. I don't want to just explain what grace is. I want to, you ex, to experience the person called grace, Jesus Christ. He's the person. He's not dead paper. He's alive. He's standing here probably. I don't know where the Lord in the building, where he's in the building, but he's here. All right. Let me just remind you, he's here. He's standing here. He's watching us. Definitely watching me. So I want to introduce you to the Lord of Hosts. Have you heard of the Lord of Hosts? You see, in, in this computer terminology, which I'm not a boffin, but one host touches another host. You know, so I want to introduce you to the Lord of Hosts. And the Lord of Hosts is quite a person. But before I read that, I want to read to you Ephesians 6 verse 12. It says here, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. There's currently a battle going on for the souls of men. You are either in that battle or you are not. Because when you're in the battle, you need a lot of grace. It's only by grace that we move forward. That is why the Lord, you see, the, the Lord of hosts is the Lord of God's armies. So the Lord of hosts is the Lord of the church. So let's go on. So because of this wrestling that's in the spirit for the souls of men, we are fighting. We are fighting to impart God's grace to the hearers, to the hearers. And it's a massive battle. So in Joshua 5.13, Joshua met this person called the Lord of hosts. Listen to this. 
Joshua 5.13, it says, And it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted his eyes and looked, and behold, a man stood opposite him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went to him and said, Are you for us or for our adversaries? So he said, No. No. But as commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. All right, this is when grace arrives. When the Lord of hosts, it means all created beings, hosts, fallen hosts, angels, us, everything that God has created falls under the Lord of hosts. So when the Lord of hosts arrive, He arrives for us to impart grace. Here, Israel needed only to understand that when the Lord of hosts come, something is going to fall. Something is going to fall. You see, there are things in our lives that need to fall. And without the Lord of the armies, nothing will fall. But the moment he takes over, that's the point where things fall. Do you understand that? Do you need something to fall tonight? Because the Lord is standing ready to let things fall in your life. The next thing that Joshua did is that he immediately fell down and worshipped him. And then we know the history. Jericho came down. There are Jerichos in our lives that need to come down. But Moses as well. Moses met the Lord of hosts as well. Exodus 4, 13 to 19, it says the following. And Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you this day. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see again no more forever. It's good to be on the right side of the Lord. And then it says, verse 14, the Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. God wants every child of his to have peace. That is why we need the Lord to come and we should experience his grace and his peace. The outworking of grace is peace. If there's no peace in a person's life, something must fall. Some, something's got to come down. And then, this is where Moses now suddenly, suddenly where Grace is imparted. At that point, the Lord appears. Always in a name. Listen to the names of God. It's one God. Many names. When he appears in a certain, under a certain name, that name is for that purpose. And when that purpose comes through, then things fall. So, then in verse 19, but wait, verse 16 says, But lift up your rod and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. You see, now Moses immediately, there's a lifting in the spirit. There's a connection. The moment the connection happens, grace imparts. Grace is imparted. Suddenly the sea is opened up. Moses is standing for the whole nation. Something that Jesus would ultimately do. 
Jesus would come as the Savior. But here the Lord Jesus appears as well in verse 19. And the angel of God in capital letters, who went before the camp of Israel, moved and went behind them, and the pillar of cloud went before them and stood behind them. This is what grace does. If you truly surrender your life to Christ, then grace comes before you, behind you, all over you, and you stand strong. Praise the Lord for that. God wants to impart grace to people here tonight. He wants to help here tonight. Open up your heart. There's going to be a transference here tonight. It's going to be a removal and a filling up here tonight as well. Billy Graham said the following, the will of God will not take us where the grace of God cannot sustain us. So are you worrying about your business, your future? Are you worrying about anything? Call on the grace of God. It's so simple. God listens to every single prayer, and he does. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace in time of need. Do you want to tell me that when we call upon the Lord, He cannot hear us, He cannot help us? That He's, he's run out of grace. He's run out of help. The world has become too much for Him. He doesn't have answers anymore to our problems. Not so. Not so. He's unlimited in His favor and mercy. There's no limit to God how He can help you and sustain you. But the link in the Spirit is faith. It's as if the arm is faith and grace is the grabbing of the hand. Stretch out the hand like Moses. Lift it up and let everything come down that stands against the knowledge of God. Praise God. So how do you obtain it? It's free. It's finite. <laughs> I love the word. This is now the volume that I wrote. Listen to this. Grace means free. Listen to this. This is the benefits of grace. Okay, you need to hear this. For those who's going to heaven. You want to hear this? <laughs> this is free. Let me tell you what you're going to get free. Free education. Free food. There's a free mansion. Free electricity, which is actually light. Free protection. Free transport. Hey, we don't need a taxi anymore. Here's the greatest of all, free time with Jesus, free time with the Holy Spirit, free time with the Father for all eternity. All right, here's another one. I must, sorry for this one. No more mother-in-law. No, I'm just joking. 
I'm, I'm, I'm just joking. I want to finish off and father-in-law and whatever, but in any case, sorry, Mo. Just want to say there's four kinds of grace. Can, cannot finish the evening without some of this. There's saving grace, and this simply means that you don't get good. You get God. And you get God, then you get good. You can never sort yourself out. Don't even try it. <laughs> it doesn't work. Let God sort you out. Then there's justifying grace. Justifying grace, Romans 3:24. For you have been justified by grace, and by that we have peace. And justifying grace is when God looks at you now. This is so wonderful. When God sees you, Umiani, just as if you've never sinned. That's so beautiful, the way God sees us. And then there's teaching grace, what we call sanctifying grace. Titus 2.11, for the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying God ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present age. So when God teaches you, grace is imparted when you take it and you make it your own. And then there's enabling grace. And enabling grace, 2 Corinthians 12, 8 says, concerning this thing I pleaded with the Lord three times, that it might depart from me. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I most gladly will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of God may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities. <laughs> I still do not understand that. You know, when COVID came, <laughs> there was no pleasure. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses, for Christ's sake. For when I'm weak, I am strong. One thing that Paul, Paul lived by, because he had purpose, he could face anything. Purpose takes you through things. It sees you on the other side. And I have to end. I've got a couple of minutes left. See, salvation is the full work of God. If you are fully saved, then the grace fully works in your life. And when the grace fully works in your life, you become meaningful to others, meaningful to God. And you'll have peace with yourself. Try to have peace with yourself. And that never works. That, that never works. Many people have got ailments, troubles in their lives because of unforgiveness, sin, hardness. And as Pastor Jock preached this morning, especially in your marriages, we need to remove the hardness. We need to remove the knives. We need to remove the things that cause hardness of heart. How many times we have to go on our knees before God and repent of our attitudes, our hardness of heart, and come to the throne room of grace. And when you get there, you come there boldly.
with boldness. God expects of us when we do wrong to get up and say, Lord, I've done this. Even if I have to do it a thousand times. If you've promised the Lord, I will not look at pornography. I will not. I promise you, Lord. Lord, I vow I will not. I make a promise. And then tomorrow morning, <laughs> there's grace for that. But there comes a day when the Lord permanently takes that away. Where purpose comes into your life. When you become light. If you are not light tonight, you need the light of God's grace. Amen. Just want to read to you at the finish. The, here's some I wills that activates the grace of God in our lives. Matthew 4.19 says, Then he said to them, Follow me, I will make you fishers of men. Do you see you need grace for that? Try to pray that prayer. Ask the Lord, Lord, make me a fisher of man. Then you'll see suddenly the grace of God starts working. Then there's Matthew eleven twenty eight. If you're taking notes, Jesus said, come to me, all you labor and are heavy laden. I will give you rest. I will give you rest. I will give you rest. But you've got to come to him. If you don't get to him, nothing can help. Mark 1, 41 says, Then Jesus moved with compassion, stretched out his hand. You see, there's that link, <laughs> the hand going out. Stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I am willing. Tonight the Lord is willing. John 6, 37, All that the Father gives me will come to me, and the one whom, who comes to me I will by no means cast out. Sorry, that doctrine I was brought up in, God saves all that come to him. And then 2 Corinthians 6.16, And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God, as God has said, I will dwell in them, and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Hebrews 10, 16. This is the covenant I will make with them after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their hearts, and in their minds I will write them. Isn't that just stunning? When you come, you get to God. He will write his will in your life. And then the final one, Hebrews 10, 17. And he said, their sins and their lawless deeds, I will remember no more. Amen. Everybody, please bow your heads in this place. Maybe you have come to this place tonight and you say in your heart, you know what? I'm actually finished playing games. The Lord has been knocking at my door and it's my time to make right with God. I cannot go on like this. I've been playing games and I've been wasting God's grace. I want to give you an opportunity tonight to put up your hand. If that is you, you say, Lord, I don't want to go to hell. 
I don't want to burn in a fire. I want to make right with Jesus. Put up your hands. Put it up high. Just put it up high. I see hands going up. Please put it up high. Let me see. There's, there's hands. There's more hands. Yes. There's, there's more hands here. There's more hands. Yes. Maybe you say that I have given my life to Christ and I'm no more at the right place and I want to make right tonight. Tonight, I'm dealing with the flesh. I want the Lord to help me. Put up your hands if that is you. Put up your hands. Yes. Yes, the Lord sees those hands. He's lifting it with you. You are taking a handshake in the spirit. Yes. Put up those hands. Everybody that lifted up your hands, please stand up. Don't be, don't be shy now. Please stand up. Every, every single person, stand up. Stand up. It's your night tonight. It's your night. Stand up. Stand up. There's more people. Yes. Praise God. Praise God. I'm giving a last, please keep standing. I'm giving a last opportunity now. The Lord is still, still talking to people here. The Lord's not finished. Please stand up. Just stand up. Just stand up. Just stand up. It's your night. Do not let the devil lie to you, to you now. Stand up. It's your night. All right. Please come to the front. Please. Every, every single one of you, come here. Bring your belongings with. Please come here. Please come and stand here in the front. Yes. Tonight you're having your Damascus Road experience. Lift up your hands in the throne before the throne room of God. And now pray after me. Say, Father God, I ask you tonight to please wash me in the blood of Jesus. Please forgive me of all of my sins. I repent of all of my sins and I turn to you. I accept you tonight as my personal Savior. Lord Jesus, give me the Holy Spirit and the fire of God. In Jesus' name. I thank you now, Lord, that I am saved, I am healed, and I am delivered. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yes. Praise God. If you turn to your heart side, Pastor Tienz is there. Please go with him. We just want to spend one minute with you. All right. Wow. Back to normal. Praise God. Now I want to pray a prayer over those who are battling in their personal lives. If you are battling sin, I'm not going to ask you what it is. No matter what, at the cross we are all the same. I might be battling the same thing. But we come to the throne room of grace now to receive that empowerment. 
if you are battling with anything in your life, please just stand. Just stand up. I just want to pray for you. I'm not coming forward. Because there's an anointing here tonight that breaks the yoke. If you experience the anointing that's busy, it's like waves coming, coming over you. Stand up. Stand up. Yes, stand up. Tonight's the night. Stand up. Satan is busy visiting people as well. If you have disturbances at night, stand up. Right. Right. Just lift up your hands to the people standing. Let's pray. Father God, we humble ourselves under your mighty hand. Holy Spirit, you see the people here. They need your help. Now, in the name of Jesus Christ, we strike with the weapons of our warfare, mighty in God, to the pulling down of any strongholds in the lives standing here. Satan, we bind you and break your power and cast you out this evening. Father, now we pray, grace, grace, in Jesus' mighty name. Father, let the yoke be broken in Jesus' name. Oh God, you answer by fire. Let the fire quench away the problems. By faith in your name, we pray you strengthen your people, empower your people as we go about doing your business in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. And then, yes, praise the Lord. <laughs> and there's an anointing for financial situations. Please stand. If that is you, if you need a breakthrough, please stand. Please stand. If you need a new job, please stand. Yes. Right. Let's pray. Father God, tonight, in the name of Jesus Christ, oh God, this is the year of your word. Father, your word says we will never lack any good thing. We have to call upon your name. We have to call upon your grace. Father, I present to you every person standing here. Lord, they can go and write down this evening, this date. Soon, Father, the breakthrough will come. Now I pray, strengthen their faith. Strengthen their faith. Father, I come against every limitation, every power of lack. We strike now in Jesus' mighty name, Father. In Jesus' name, that you would remove, unplug the wells. Let the power of God manifest to God. Let the people take courage. Let them have faith. Now we bless them in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you tonight, Lord. Your kingdom come. Your will be done in every life here. Open up doors, open up the windows of heaven. Pour out such a blessing as they cannot contain it. In Jesus' mighty name. We thank you for that tonight, in Jesus' name. Amen.
receive. Amen. Please stand. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. Everybody lift up your hands. Father God, thank you for this evening. Thank you for this day. Thank you for the empowerment of your Holy Spirit, O oh God. Lord, bless your people tonight. As they go out, Lord, let them be fruitful and multiply. Let them go out and challenge the works of darkness. Let them go out, Father God, under the power of your Spirit. Lord, full of grace. Let them grow in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, as Peter said. Bless our people, Father, as we send them out tonight. Your kingdom come, your will be done, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. For more teachings like this and other material, please visit our website at www.littlefallsonline.com.